Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Alex Becker. Alex, you are the co-founder and CEO of Drizzit.com, and you are also the author of the book, 101 Clues to a Happy Life. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. Well, uh, give us, let's start by talking about Drizzit. Uh, What is Drizzit? Drizzit is a platform that allows anybody to fly a drone um, from their phone or computer remotely anywhere in the world. And And it also brings a shared economy to drones. So it essentially allows a drone owner to uh, share their drone with anybody else in the world uh, and make a profit with it. And why would they do this? Thinking thinking of uh, business owners who are listening to this right now, who ought to be uh, considering making sure that they're, that they're, that they're using drones uh, in this way? Well, if you can use, think back to the invention of the telephone by Alexander Graham Bell over 100 years ago. Uh, he first demonstrated that people could actually talk to somebody who's not in the same room. And the explosions of that multiplied, right? When you, when you are able to talk to anybody, not just somebody who's in the same room with you, communications explode. Same thing, we're a visual species. Uh, We can use seeing anywhere in the world. We're just not used to the fact that we can do that. We're used to seeing only in front of our own eyes, sometimes in front of a a camera that somebody opens up for us uh, in a video conference, but we don't have a way to today to at will see anywhere in the world. Drizzit changes that. And so the applications are limitless. If you are in construction, you wanna make sure that you can monitor your construction as it goes on, not sending somebody across town to fly a drone then come back, upload the footage, but doing it on demand in real time whenever you want to. If you own farm, you wanna be able to monitor crops and, 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 and livestock in any time, real time, not having to fly there. Uh, if you are in security, imagine the applications for seeing, you know, not just with a camera that's stuck in a fixed angle uh, and that people can work around, but rather be able to fly around anywhere. Uh, if you're in filmmaking, you know, what's the power of being able to scout ahead or take footage anywhere without having to move your whole crew there? Uh, and, you know, if you're in uh, any, if you have any kind of infrastructure, infrastructure monitoring, right, if you're a utility, if you're a telco, if you have any kind of infrastructure that requires periodic monitoring, this allows you to see it remotely from the office at any time in real time. So where are the, uh, so are you, so let's say it's a construction site, for example. Um, so the drones are just on site all the time. Is that right? The drones can be on site all the time. It's, it's really up to the user, right? So you can have drones wherever you want to have them. And the point is you can monitor those drones and their footage in real time and control them 
from anywhere else, right? So you, you, you no longer need to be tethered to your drone, controlling it with a remote control right next to it. You can mm. be, you know, you can have a construction site in Mexico and be monitoring it uh, from Texas uh, and so on and so forth. So it's it, so you're getting a, essentially a drone with a base station, right? So the base station, I, I'm just, again, I'm trying to understand this. So let's say I drop off a base station somewhere that maybe it's not going to get messed with. <laughs> and uh, and then that's both connected to the drone itself and obviously Wi-Fi or an internet connection. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so whether you use a base station, in which case it's completely autonomous, requires no human intervention whatsoever, or you just have a person or employee on site that turns it on for you when you want to do it, either way works, then you can fly this drone remotely uh, and stream it for any number of users at the same time, right? So utilities that have, you know, 100 teams of two people, including a, a, an inspector and a drone pilot going house to house to inspect, uh, you know, infrastructure before the fire season every year, no longer need to send those teams door to door, can be doing this remotely, for example. Yeah, what are the use cases for utilities? Infrastructure monitoring, right? The, the, uh, the utilities are already using today aerial inspections, uh, whether it's drones or helicopters in a massive scale, um, but they have to do that today locally. They have to send somebody on site with a drone in their, in their pickup truck and then go fly it. And then they try to look at the screen in the middle of the glaring sun <laughs> and have a lot of trouble with it. So with this, th those same drone pilots can be working from the office or from home. Those same inspectors can be working on from the office or from home. Um, so uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what, what is the, um, so, so beforehand, uh, the, the problem was that uh, it, essentially, so, so in other words, this is going to be way different than me just going to Best Buy, buying a little drone. I've got a little handheld unit. Um, so they don't connect through that to the internet currently? Correct. Drones today don't uh, connect. Uh, prior to Drizzt, don't really connect to the internet. They, are, they connect to a remote control. Uh, that just controls it. And then you, uh, when you're done, you take your RF, uh, you know, your memory card and you connect to your computer and you painfully upload the video. Drizzt changes that so that you get real-time control and access to live streaming of the footage. Yeah. The, um, in terms of like the, the business, so Drizzt itself, um, where did this, I mean, how did you know, okay, I'm going to start this company? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. So I was uh, sitting in a cafe by the river in Arles, France, in the south of France. This is where Van Gogh painted many of his uh, greatest works. Um, and I, I was pondering about drones. I had just bought a drone. I had taken my son, my youngest son, up a road trip up the coast of California to Oregon. And I'd just been completely wowed by the power of drones. You know, we, we had flew it to look at uh, marine life off the coast of California. We flew it to look at a at a waterfall from above the waterfall. It's just like this ability to see places that you couldn't see before uh, just astounded me. Um, but then I came home and I, most of the time that drone was idle because the drone wasn't in the places I wanted to look, right? It, it was useful when I was right next to those places and then it would have. Uh, and so I was thinking to myself, people are gonna need, we're gonna need billions of drones because I can use just one cell phone and it fulfill all my needs. 
But as a drone, for a drone, it's like real estate. It's location, location, location. If I want to make sure that my construction site is advancing well, it better be over my construction site. If I want to make sure that my home is uh, secure, then it better be over my home. If I want to make sure that my daughter is safe, well, it better be near my daughter. And if I want to be seeing something interesting going on in some part of the world that I'm interested, it needs to be there. And so we all need access to many different drones which would mean that you know, billions of people need you know, more billions of drones out there until uh, you come up with the idea of, okay, well, why can't we share these drones and why can't we control these drones uh, you know, from a distance? And so once we came up with that insight, uh, we, we built it. And, and I tell you, we've been letting people uh, use this now and it's every single one of them has been, you know, uh, who was it that said that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? I think it was Arthur C. Clarke. Um, and that's exactly the impact we've had, uh, the, the, the impression that people get is what I am flying this and this is over there in California and I'm in South America and, and, and the first people person will run it and run into a bear and it, it's, it's kind of magical. It's, I, I think it's the same yeah. kind of magic that people probably experienced when Graham Bell showed them the telephone. It's like, is that person really on that other place? And I'm hearing their voice. Uh, so it's the, the applications are really like every time I talk to a different industry, there's another application that comes up. Search and rescue, for example, is another obvious one. Yeah. What is uh, what's go to what's I mean, how are you working with the market then? Like in terms of like, you know, getting this in the hands of consumers, um, you know, getting your first customers, um, you know, growth expansion. Because it seems yeah. it seems like this is you know, once you have enough awareness, um, this is a, it strikes me as a highly investable <laughs> um, ser uh, service that, that you could offer and technology. Yes, yes you're absolutely right. Um, it, it is really exciting. So we're taking the same approach uh, that I took with my last company, Qless. So uh, with Qless, we eliminated waiting in line by letting people join a virtual line from their phone and then get notified as their turn approaches to show up just in time for service. Yeah. And it was similarly this massive problem where every industry has lines, every country in the world has lines. And so, you know, where do you start? Um, and I think we could have done it, you know, it, had we done it in the arrogant way of saying, well, I know the best market is uh, this and we're going to pursue this and this is the go to market plan. You know, we probably would have gone either to theme parks, which is where I came up with the idea because I hated standing in line for my kids, uh, yeah. which uh, turned out not to be the best initial market. They're sort of slow moving and uh, or to restaurants, which is where every investor we talked to initially said, oh, yeah, I waited in line yesterday for this restaurant. When, when are you going to sell this for me? And it turns out restaurants were not the best market for it either. Uh, and so what we did instead is we let the market guide us and tell us where they needed it uh, most. And we stumbled upon higher education, which, by the way, is a, a huge use case for Drizzt, right? It's like imagine learning about the uh, ancient Egypt by visiting through the pyramids instead of just reading about it dryly in a book. Um, you know, we found government use cases, we found retail oh, yeah. use cases and so on. Uh, and so I think we're, we're doing exactly the same thing with Drizzt. We are really talking with all kinds of industries and letting the market guide, uh, the, you know, the, the, the adoption and, and the path. So along the way, Alex, uh, you decided to write a book, 100 Clues to a Happy Life. Uh, why did you write this book? So that's um, based on my uh, kids, actually. So I have three kids. Uh, and uh, they recently turned 18 and 21. So one of them went to uh, college, the other one uh, graduated college and just left and went to Princeton 
for a pre-doc in economics. Um, and I, uh, I was planning actually a trip uh, to, I love traveling, and I was planning a, tr a trip to Africa uh, from Cairo to Cape Town along the west coast of Africa. <clears throat> I've, I've, uh, I'm not aware of anybody who's done that full trip like that in a uh, Jeep or all-wheel drive. And, and it has some rough patches in the uh, middle. And so I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I, I better first codify everything I would have taught my kids over the following years just in case I don't make it back. Uh, and so I sat down to write that. Uh, and that became 101 Clues to a, a Happy Life. And once I wrote it, um, Steve Harrison, who is the, the publishing genius behind Chicken Soup for the Soul and uh, Rich Dad, uh, Poor Dad, and, and, and a few other um, big kids told me, Alex, you could have published this uh, for others to read. And, and so I did. All right. So what are the 101 clues? Where did they come from? Oh, they come from uh, painful uh, lessons and mistakes learned through a, through a life, right? Um, so uh, it's, you know, for example, um, one of them deals with, you know, hiring a lawyer, right? And how, how important it is, you know, how, how you hire a lawyer, you know, and, 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 and how important it is to choose it right. Um, it's it's a diff really difficult decision to make. And so sharing what, what I learned on how to do that. Uh, another one around how to how to really find your calling and you know doing a business life that actually you know makes difference in the world and really creates something new and fulfills you. Um, yeah, I have a um, friend who's a fellow Caltech PhD who recently uh, left his job right after reading the book and found a much better job and you know much more fulfilling. Uh, so that's been nice to see. Um, another one you know deals with education investments education. Um, another one deals with how to travel and be paid for it. Uh, so there's, you know, there's 101 of them, um, but um, it, it, what's been most rewarding is seeing the reaction of people reading it where, you know, people say not every one of the 101 clues will be helpful for every person, uh, but I have not found anybody who hasn't found some clues there uh, that can make a real difference and, and make them happier. Um, and so that's been really rewarding to see. Yeah. Um, what is the role of money and income as it relates to a happy life? Ah, so, you know, I, I think that income follows when you do something that is both fulfilling uh, for you uh, and does something good for the world. So I, I don't think you start with an income in mind. You start by trying to make a difference and trying to do something that you really like and the rest follows. Well, Alex, you've had, um, you know, you've been able to do some great stuff. You've certainly attracted a lot of in, in investment income and so forth in, in, uh, in, in previous roles. Um, and so, you know, that's why obviously I ask about, uh, you know, the, the, the role, obviously you've, you've had the opportunity to, you know, earn a lot of money. Um, I suspect there's been times when, when you're younger, you don't have a ton of money, <laughs> Uh, and so uh, I'm curious about this intersection of money and happiness and uh, money is an empowerer, but I hear this pretty frequently is that, you know, it's like if you're counting on, you know, getting funded, getting funded, getting, okay, you got funded. Okay. You're, you've been waiting on sales, 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 and then you get to the sales. And it's like, if that's all you were really aiming for and you get the money, it's like your brain is going to look for something else. Oh, well, now I need X, right? And so I'm, I'm curious about, you know, content, contentedness. Yeah, so uh, the, the classic question there, you know, is it the journey or is it the destination? And to that, my answer is it's the company. <laughs> it's neither. Uh, uh, so, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, happiness comes from experiences, okay? And so money can help you get uh, some of those experiences, uh, but money per se uh, does, not, uh, does not buy happiness. Uh, for example, I find that giving people gifts is a much better use. You know, if you're talking about employee compensation, for example, right? And you want to get, do something special for somebody, giving them a gift, an experience or something like that is much more meaningful to their, to their uh, contributing to their happiness than a, a check, an extra check, right? The extra check goes to their uh, bank account. And unless they were, you know, at the line where they couldn't really afford uh, anything in which yeah. it's, it's very meaningful, uh, it just is a number that changes, but you give them something that, in fact, this goes to gift giving, which is one of the clues in the book, right? for me great gift giving is about finding something for the person that they wouldn't have known to get for themselves by putting the time and effort to know the person enough to give them something that affects their quality of life and that's where the gift is and so you could that's why you can give a meaningful gift to the richest person in the world Mm. um, because you can figure out something they didn't know to get to themselves for themselves yeah, I see on your book uh, or on your website for the book 101clues.com uh, that you also uh, are speaking and consulting on this topic, on this topic. Yes, not just on happiness, but also on uh, on leadership and on boards of directors. You mentioned getting funding as a big goal, and I would caution any entrepreneur who <laughs> thinks that getting funding is the goal. It's absolutely, yeah. absolutely not. I mean, you know, it's in a way it's a liability, right? It's something that you have to deliver mm-hmm. for. So the, the goal for customer for companies is to deliver uh, enduring value to customers. That's the only, uh, you know, sort of persistent or enduring uh, goal. Funding is just a way to get there. And, and it's not the only way to get there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. So yeah, I, I've had a lot of experience on how, you know, how to do that right and how not to. And so I consult for companies trying to figure out how do I raise money? But more importantly, how do I raise it on terms that that are my terms and that ensure that, you know, that that my company stays in my hands and with the vision that I want to give it? Yeah. All right. Your website, 101clues.com. That's 101clues.com. And that's where you can get the book, 101 Clues to a Happy Life. Uh, of course, we talked about Drizzit. And Drizzit is spelled D-R-I-S-I-T.com. Alex Backer, you're the author of the book and CEO and founder of Drizzit. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh, anytime. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.